The Daily Rios for Tuesday, October 20th, 2015. Timeline Tuesday. And yeah, I know it's a day late, but you know what? Damn it. I did the research, so I'm putting it out anyway, even though I'm calling it Timeline Tuesday. Putting it out on a Wednesday, so tough noogies. It's time once again to dip into some comic book history and research, taking a look at 10... 25, and 50 years of comic book anniversaries that fall in the month of October. Now, this is all as close as I am able to get it. Uh, These are actual ship date anniversaries as opposed to cover dates. Uh, You know, so if my research is good and my fact-checking is good, this should all make sense. But I'm sure I made some mistakes along the way, or maybe I might might have even missed something. So that's where... The listeners come in. So we're going to start 10 years ago today, October 2005. We have the Quitter hardcover by Harvey Picar and Dean Haspiel, which does nothing for me but remind me that I have yet to read any Harvey Picar. Even though I've seen the American Splendor movie, I have not read any of his books. For shame. For shame, Rios. We have House of M number 8, Last month with issue seven, that gave us the infamous No More Mutants line, the No More Mutants quote by Scarlet Witch. And you know what? The Marvel Universe probably has never been the same again, literally. Uh, You know, this along with uh, Bendis being on the Avengers at this time, House of M and uh, Bendis' Avengers is probably the one-two punch that drove the X-Books out of the top spot at Marvel for years years, I mean, to this day. And it's probably no coincidence that Marvel Studios as a production studio was ramping up in 2004-2005. For DC, it's an important month for October 2005. We have Ran Thanagar number six, Villains United number six, JSA Classified number four, which all wrapped up their respective story arcs, leading one way or another with super big reveals into this month's Infinite Crisis Number 1 by Jeff Johns and Phil Jimenez with covers by Jim Lee and George Perez. And Number 1 had its own huge reveal. That final page. Oh, man, that final page. So after 20 years, the crisis had finally returned. And for a year, DC had been building all the way up to this. Uh, up to Infinite Crisis number one, and it would continue. It would continue to ride pretty high all the way through Infinite Crisis and through the 52 weekly series. So Infinite Crisis number one, 10 years ago this month. We also have Fear Agent number one. The first 11 issues were from Image, and then it would move to Dark Horse. This is by Rick Remender with art by Tony Moore and Jerome Opeño, which I didn't know Jerome Opeño was an artist on that series because I loved what he did with Uncanny X-Force with Rick Remender. And had I known that, maybe I would have read some Fear Agent uh, a lot earlier. Um, But I've read just a few issues here and there. And it's all about Texas spaceman Heathrow Houston, uh, the last Fear Agent. So the first issue uh, hit stands 10 years ago this month. Also from Marvel, we have Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number one by Peter David, which kicked off... The Spider-Man The Other storyline, which was a 12-part storyline that was really controversial at the time, 
And I'm not even certain what happened or what became of it. I, I seem to have an image of Spider-Man being in some kind of cocoon hanging underneath a building ledge and coming out of it with new powers and, and new, I don't know, what, what were they, like stingers out of his arms or something like that? I don't know. It was really weird. Um, also, Dan Slott would start his second run on She-Hulk, also with artist uh, Juan Bobillo for the first few issues. And if you haven't read the Dan Slott She-Hulk run, the volume one or volume two, they are a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, a lot of nods to Marvel, Marvel humorous continuity. And uh, yeah, there's some good issues there. Some good issues there. And then finally, 10 years ago, October 2005, Gravity Number 5, which was the fifth issue of the five-issue Gravity miniseries by Sean McKeever and Mr. Mike Norton. And I'm giving it a nod because it was the first time anything Comic Geek Speak related was put into a comic book, at least that I'm aware of. And it was in the form of a mention of Mr. Brian Deemer. And um, the, the issue ends with this list of names, and one of the names is Brian Deemer. And it was because Mike Norton was a listener of CGS and probably by this point had been on the show a couple times. And he threw that in, and it was really kind of cool. So that happened 10 years ago. Okay, 25 years ago, October of 1990. So some people start reading comics with Disney comics or cartoon comics or maybe some kind of toy-related comic. I started reading with Richie Rich, and in October of 1990, the final Richie Rich issue was released, issue number 254 of the Harvey run that had gone all the way back to, you know, like the 60s, I think. Now, it was quickly revamped and relaunched, and there were, you know, several other titles that were, that were running along with this book, um, you know, like Richie Rich Millions or... Richie Rich and Dollar the Dog, or Richie Rich's Vault of whatever, you know. But in terms of the actual series, Richie Rich ends with issue 254, uh, which was an incredible run for a non-superhero book at the time. I read somewhere that he had over 50 separate titles along with the Richie Rich title, which is kind of insane. Uh, we have the official handbook of the Marvel Universe, Master Edition, number one, coming out 25 years ago in October. This had 36 issues. These were the these were the ones that had the three-hole punch, and they were loose leaf, so you could put it in a binder. Um, the artwork, it really was just kind of like a style guide for the public, I think. Um, the, the artwork were turnarounds of the characters, so you saw the side, the front, the side, and the back. And all the information for the characters felt more like they were stats rather than historical context or anything like that. I actually don't own any of these, and I love official handbooks. Um, they're the only, probably the only volume I don't own. I, I don't know. I, some of it feels a little bit too dry for me. DC also put out a loose leaf format as well, but um, you know there was a, there was a lot more artwork to it and a lot more. Um, historical information. So um, I don't know, maybe someday I'll collect these, but as of now, I, I don't own any. Uh, and then we have Batman 457, which was Robin's first appearance in his, in his um, Neil Adams designed costume, the one that he would wear for many, many years. Uh, we're talking about Tim Drake here, right? Uh, 
Uh, and then we have Quasar 17 by Mark Grunewald and M- artist Mark uh, Mike Manley. And this brings us another crisis-related comic, <laughs> oddly enough, uh, in a super tan- tangent kind of way. You know, obviously it's Marvel Comics, right? So this is the issue where the elder of the universe known as the Runner gathers a whole bunch of um, speedsters within the Marvel Universe. Um, you, you have like Quicksilver and Wizard and Captain Marvel and Super Saber and Speed Demon and Black Racer and also Makari who was hanging around with Quasar at the time. And they are all going to compete in a race uh, running through a tunnel that connects Earth to the moon. And when the, na- uh, when the race begins, at the starting line, this man appears and he just feels like he has to run and he's almost naked. He has long blonde hair and a blonde beard and little red shorts and yellow boots and just starts running. Well, he winds up winning the race. <laughs> and they ask him who he is and he says, all I, all I can think is my name sounds like Buried Alien. And it turns out it's just Mark Runewald's little nod to Barry Allen, who had uh, perished in the crisis, uh, you know, five or four or five years earlier, prior to this. Mr. Buried Alien, as he was known, would also show up later in a later Quasar issue, around issue 58, with the codename of Fast Forward. And it was just, as I said, just a little homage, and it's a nice little, it's another crisis-related tie-in with this month of October, right? We So October 2005, we have Infinite Crisis. October 1990, we have Quasar 17. So that was kind of cool. And then we go finally 50 years ago to October 1965. We have Justice League of America number 41, which is the first appearance of The Key, the villain known as The Key by Gardner Fox and Mike Sikowski, who I believe had a crush on Zatanna at one point. Adventure Comics 339 features the heroes of Lalor, who have been around for a little bit. But this issue in particular features the death of one of the heroes known as Beast Boy, which I just thought was a little odd because last month uh, I mentioned that in uh, September of um, 1965, uh, Beast Boy, the Beast Boy that we know, Garfield Logan, made his first appearance in Doom Patrol number 99, I believe. And now a month later... The Beast Boy that had been running around with the Legion of Superheroes, he gets nixed. So, I don't know. Is it a coincidence? Is it uh, Was it something DC decided to do? It just was kind of strange. So, I thought it was interesting to point out. And finally, we have the third crisis-related comic. This time, as I said, 50 years ago, 1965, Superboy 125 is the first appearance of Kid Psycho, who is a Legion of Superheroes... Um, era hero. Um, this is a story by Otto Binder and George Papp, and he made his first appearance with Superboy, and then uh, I don't quite know the story, but I think he eventually wound up in the 30th um, century or was from there originally and came back to Superboy's time. Was never officially a, a Legion member, I believe, but Superboy, you know, kind of gave him a good... Uh, a good word for the Legion, to the Legion, and he became a reserve member. And the only reason I mentioned um, the Crisis Connection is because Kid Psycho died in issue number three, I believe, of, or maybe it's two, of um, Crisis on Infinite Earths. So 
you know, there it is, your third crisis connection in this um, Timeline Tuesday episode. So I thought that was kind of fun that when that when I was doing my research and I said, oh, well, look at that 50 years ago, 50 years ago. So I thought that was a, a nice little nod. All right, this has been the Daily Rios episode 320 for Tuesday, October 20th. Yes, I know it's Wednesday. If you want to reach me, you can reach me at peter at thedailyrios.com. Thank you. If you are sending me emails, I am reading them, and I hope to do a listener feedback episode soon. You could always also post on the website itself if you want to leave a comment on the website under one of the uh, related episodes. And by all means, you can uh, leave an iTunes review as well. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Bye.